LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead review. Okay, guys. This episode is 612, not tomorrow yet. I guess that's... I'm not really sure. Obviously, it's not tomorrow yet. It's one of those obvious titles that you can't prove it's untrue. But why say it? You know, I'm already off topic. This fucking episode is awesome, guys. I'm not going to lie. I really did like this episode a lot. It is... This is... I talked about in 611's episode where they are using directly from the comic, but they're also straying far enough away where it's different enough for the fans of the comic. Because in the comic, they attack Negan's men on the road, and then... They kind of do their thing where they attack Negan's men, and then they make their point made, point made, and then Negan attacks them by killing Glenn. But in this one, they go in and they attack Negan's sanctuary just right off the bat. And it's different enough where I appreciate it, and it was awesome to watch. But it doesn't start off there. It starts off with Carol and her little montage of making beet cookies from acorns and then giving them to strangers, including Tobin. Which she kind of starts to have a little, uh, uh, little eye fuck sesh with. She starts to stare at him a little, a little too hard for me, and I don't know where they're going with that. Again, Carol is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters, and becoming, I mean, has been for a few seasons, but she is just unleashed. The last season, this season, and the the tail end of last season has just been unleashed, and has just paved the way. To become my new favorite character. Because Daryl is almost non-existent in the show now. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what the choice was for that. He doesn't really do a whole lot anymore. Uh, Rick and the group arrive back at Alexandria. And they say they have to fight. And they're kind of telling everybody. Hey we have to go attack Negan's men to fight. To feed, to feed ourselves. And I was like hey they made it back. Because in the last episode I talked about how all of their fighters from Alexandria were at the hilltop for days, who knows how long. And I was like, that's a bad choice to just leave your village unattended. Like, nobody really that strong was behind, except for Carol. So when they started showing the cookie montage, I was like, oh, they're going to get attacked. Like, this shit's going to happen right now. Like, mid-cookie. Like, they're just going to burn in the the oven, man. That's not good. I almost said fridge. That doesn't make sense. I'm dumb as shit. Uh, Morgan and Carol have this awkward conversation yeah, she's like facing away from him, and he's talking behind her, like, "Why don't you? Why don't you tell him what I did? You should have told him." Blah blah blah. I'm a, I'm an enormous pussy. You should have told him. And Carol's like, "It doesn't matter. I don't want to tell him." And I don't like in movies when, because it only happens in movies where you're talking to someone who's directly behind you. And in real life, you would go ahead and go ahead and turn around. Not only for the common sense, like eye contact, keep an eye on them factor, especially in this world, but just common decency, and you want to look at them and see how they're reacting to you. Nobody does that in real life where you talk to someone behind you, unless you're on a goddamn city bus and you're terrified of the person behind you. There's no reason to. It's very, very weird and very unnatural. Anyway, they decide not to tell what, what he did. And by what he did, I mean, he kept the alpha wolf without killing him, and he kind of got away, and he caused a whole lot of mayhem on the way out. But 
I am so fucking sick of this goddamn Morgan subplot. I don't give a shit about Morgan. He's one of my least favorite characters now. I liked him before, like I've stated before, and now I goddamn hate him. I want to move on from him. I don't give a shit about Morgan anymore. I just really don't. Um, there's a really cool scene, which normally I hate, in which Rick is talking to everyone in the church about attacking the saviors and how it's their key to the future. And if they kill Negan, they'll get a deal for food from the hilltop and blah, blah, blah. And obviously Morgan wants to talk to him like a huge pussy he is. And Rick's like, all right, well, let's talk about it. Let's just talk about this. And Aaron, Aaron stands up and even Aaron's like, no, we're not going to do that. Let's go attack these guys. The simple fact of this is Alexandria is not that far away from the hilltop. So if Negan knows about the hilltop, Negan will soon know about Alexandria. He will soon know about them and attack them. So what the what the group from Alexandria should do is just go ahead and get that situation over with anyway. Just put push the fast forward button on this whole situation. Get them out of the way now when they don't expect it, when they don't know who they are, when they're just caught off guard because they have no idea. So that's what they decided to do, despite Morgan's um, talking vagina speech. Um, Tobin and Carol talk about her being a mother to the group and how he's like, you're like a, you're like a mother to this group. You know, we all, look up, we all look up to you. And she's like, what about you? He goes, well, I look at you as something a little more than a mother. And I'm like, God damn, Oedipus, Jesus. Like, if I ever flirt with a girl... It's been a long time since I have, but if I were to, go ahead and don't mention her being motherly or like your mom or thinking about your mom in any way, unless you plan on skinning her you know, alive and wearing her skin, or some sort of psycho scenario where you keep her dead body up in, up in her rocking chair. I don't know what your scenario is in your world, but go ahead and don't mention your goddamn mother when you're talking about getting your dick wet. I don't know, maybe it's been that long since she's flirted or even spoken to a woman because of the apocalypse and all, but... You figure shit out, dude. Just figure it out. It's all right. Don't mention your mom. Don't mention that at all. I have almost no voice. Abraham and Rosita break up. She kicks him out. They have a big fight. And then as as Abraham leaves, they kind of reveal that Eugene was watching them and eating a cookie like a real goddamn creeper. Like he was just watching them fight and like eating a little cookie. And I was like, he's like a four-year-old, and they're just fighting around him, and he doesn't quite understand. He's like a retarded person, I guess, in the in the real, literal sense. Like, he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know that they're fighting or why or if it involves him. He's just, he just thinks they're talking and, like, having a conversation. And it's, it's, it's perfectly normal to sit there and watch. Like, it's TV. And it's very strange, and he's just... He's got a mullet. He needs to know that when you have a mullet, you can't watch people the same way as a non-mulleted person can. He needs to understand that. He needs to make peace with that. Especially in the apocalypse. You're the only one with a mullet at this point. You need to cut it and stop watching people like a real gun creeper. The uh, guy that they brought from Hilltop draws a map of the sanctuary. It's kind of like, this is where this is. This is the parking lot, blah, blah, blah. And... They decide to go leave, but not yet. First, they have to do goodbyes. Tara is saying goodbye to, what's her name? The guy named Doctor. Forget her name. Doesn't matter. 
And I realize they're getting very desperate to block her pregnancy, the, the actresses. Because there is a giant... Gi- go back and rewind. It's fucking hilarious. A giant plate is on the table in front of Tara to block her lesbian pregnancy. Character's a lesbian. Actress is pregnant. They have to cover it up because there's no explaining it. <laughs> there's a giant plate on the table. It is hilarious. When you watch the, the links they will go to to hide this pregnancy, it is, it, it, it is giving me some... A great joy to watch what they will do. It's amazing. Okay, so Rick, Michonne, Gabriel, Sasha, Tara, Glenn, Jesus, Carol, Heath, Rosita, Abraham, Daryl, Aaron, Maggie, all go. They all go on the road to go attack Negan. If you didn't hear that list, it was a 30-second list of all of the important characters who knew how to defend themselves with the addition of, uh, you know, the priest, Gabriel. And, you know, some people you know, might not think. Aaron, I guess, you know. So basically, almost all of Alexandria goes, except for the minor characters like uh, Tobin. I don't know, whatever. They, they go on their own and they start honking their horns. Because what happens is they're looking for zombies that look like Gregory. Because... Negan wants Gregory's head, and then if they give Greg, bring a head that looks like Gregory to the sanctuary, they will give them back whatever the fuck his name was. I think his name was Craig. The guy they stole, they kidnapped from the hilltop. The reason that that one guy in the last episode stabbed Gregory, the leader of the hilltop. So they want to bring a zombie head, because I don't think Gregory's going to go along for bringing his real head there. So this leaves Enid, Carl, Tobin... And Denise, back at camp. And that's really about it. So, this whole time I'm expecting, while they're killing, while they're doing whatever they're going to do in this episode to the sanctuary, Negan's going to be over here attacking Alexandria. This is what I assume is going to happen. They're going to get back to Alexandria. Negan's already going to be there fucking shit up, you know? They're like, made himself at home, blah, 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 shit like that. I believe in the comic, that's when Aaron dies. Like when uh, Rick's out of, out of town, or when Rick's gone, Aaron tries to overthrow him. I think it's Aaron. It might be a... You know, it's not Aaron. It's the son of the leader of Al- the former leader of Alexandria, whatever the hell his name was. I forget. Doesn't matter. Way off topic. Um, yeah, that's what I expect is going to happen. That's when they're going to introduce Negan. Again, he hasn't been introduced as of 612. So this guy brings back this, brings the saviors a zombie head, and he's and the one, the two guys are just like just fucking weirdos outside. And one guy's like, "Would you look at this shit, man? Would you look at this shit? Would you look?" And just keep saying it. And he's just like the other guys investigating the zombie head, and the guy's like, "He he broke my fucking hand, man. That's why I punched him in the nose. That's why he looks like that. He's all nervous and very clearly lying." And the other girl's like, the other guy is just like, makes makes the head talk and then drops it on the ground. And then uh, he goes to bring him inside. The, they kill, he the one guy whistles the fat dude who was saying, would you look at this shit? Daryl slits his throat. They all carry him off. It's awesome. The other girl, the other guy goes outside. He keeps saying girl for some reason. The other guy goes outside. Uh, Michonne sticks a sword through him. 
And then they all sneak in. And there is a awesome sequence of events, which happens from here to the end of the episode, where they're going in, they're stabbing people in the goddamn heads and faces while they sleep. And it's so fucked up. And Glenn and, Glenn and Heath have this thing where they talk about how they've never actually killed a person before. And it's very weird for me to be this far into the series and I have to go, Glenn hasn't killed anyone? Like at all? He just hasn't killed anyone. Like, uh, okay. I'll, I'll trust the show on this one. I assume, they, I assume they looked into it, you know? He's killed a million zombies, obviously, but I would have assumed he killed somebody before. I don't, I don't, this is weird to me that he hasn't because he's been along, been around this long, you know? Because Rick and Daryl and Michonne and all those have killed dozens. Carol, Carol's killed dozens at this point. It's weird to me that they just haven't killed anybody. It's hard to believe, you know? But okay. So him and Heath have to do this thing where they want to kill this guy, but none of them can do it. So Glenn has to do it, and then Glenn has to do it again. And they see this weird zombie Polaroid porn on the wall. It's like these Polaroids with, like, of close-ups of zombie brains everywhere, and, like, it reminds me of, like, those uh, Traces or Faces of Death movies, where it's just, like, ooh, carnage, human brain, like, ooh, yeah, real life. Like, I, I, where people jerking off, like, why do you want to see someone get really killed for, in real life? I don't get it. Anyway, these fucking guys deserve to die is basically all that, all that collage on the wall says is like, hey, these guys, did, you know, they do deserve this, so go ahead and not feel guilty. It's fine. Um, Sasha and Abraham are moving in. Not moving in together like Abraham would like. <laughs> no, they're, they're breaking into this guy's room to go kill him. Abraham is slashed from behind. Sasha stabs him. And the fire alarm is set off very clumsily. Whatever, whatever. Aaron kills a guy. And then... I wrote this down, but I forgot what it means already. Someone says, if it wasn't us, it was going to be you. And I was like, what? If it wasn't us, it was going to be you? The fuck does that mean? I, I, I don't know what that means anymore. Sasha shoots a guy and blood sprays in the camera, and that's very weird to me because it's not a documentary. The camera's not supposed to be there. It's not like there's someone in the room with a camera, and then it's it's not a 3D experience. I don't know why they did that. It's very weird to me. Not a fan, really, when that shit happens in movies. I get it. Like, I'll give it this. When you're in, like, the, you know, the river wild, or you're, like, in the water with the people, or if you're in the battle, like, Braveheart, I guess that's fine. But when it's one shot and then the blood sprays and it just sits there and there's blood all over it, I'm like, what is this for? Who? What? That's not a guy's face. I don't know. It doesn't help create chaos at all. It just feels like, hey, there's blood on our camera that we're watching these actors through. It just like takes me out of it real quick. I know it's nitpicky. I don't give a shit. It bothered me. Um, Glenn and Heath find the armory, and they shoot a bunch of dudes through the door. It was a really cool scene. They go inside, and they're like, hey, we found the armory. And they realize there's like 40 dudes outside behind them. So they just grab all these guns and pick it up and shoot through the door. And then they open the door, and there's just bodies everywhere. It was so cool. 
I, I really sound, I think I sound like a uh, real dumb person when I say like, like, oh, they shot a bunch of guys. It was really cool. I just appreciate when a scene is done well and that was done well. Uh, it wasn't overly gory. It wasn't like brains exploding. It was just, they shot him through the door. Like you don't see them die. It's just a clever way to do it without it. It, it quite literally creates a barrier between the characters who have never really killed anybody and the people they're killing. It, it, uh, separates them from the guilt and it gets them over a little hump of having killed somebody. So it's a nice way to do it. I just, I just appreciate that again, not just because you killed a bunch of guys. I just like the way that it was, it was done in the show. It served the show. Well, served the characters well. And then the last guy's still alive. Jesus walks up and shoots him. And this is when they show Gabriel. And I was like, remember a couple of weeks ago when Gabriel decides to go out, when he's, he's in church and he decides to go outside and help Rick and all of them kill zombies, which leads to the next world episode. And it's during that battle where Carl gets shot in the eye. It's during all that shit, or just after that. But it's that battle. And I was like, I wanted to see Gabriel kill some goddamn zombies because they, he's a pussy the whole time. He basically traded spots with Morgan. He's a giant. Now he's cool. Now he's going to help them. He actually realized, he says in that episode... You know, I thought God didn't want us to kill, but now I realize God is using us to kill them. Like, he wants us to be this tool to kill these zombies. Something to that effect. But they didn't show him kill anything. But now they do. Gabriel fucking flat out shoots a dude in the woods. And I was like, holy shit, dude. That is awesome. It's nice to see. They do this weird montage. Not montage, I guess. This music starts playing. It's epic music, blah, 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 typical epic music. And me and my girlfriend looked at each other, and we're like, oh, here it is. Here's here's, here's Negan. They're going to do some. It's a guy welding with a welding mask on. He's got You can't see him at all. He's got clothes. And I'm like, oh, this dude's broad. Like, fuck yeah, this is going to be Negan. It's like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. And then they reveal that it was Morgan when he flips back the thing, and he's welding something. And he cries like a pussy. And I was like, God damn it, show. Like, I think, I want to believe they did that on purpose. And if they did do it on purpose, like, if they thought our fans are going to think this is Negan and we're going to fool them, kudos to the show because it goddamn worked. I will give them that. But I'm so sick of Morgan. I just want Morgan dead. I really am sick of him. Uh, cut back to... Sanctuary. This guy escapes on a motorcycle, and but he's shot. And they, the group attacks him. They grab him. Our group, that is. And they're gonna kill him. They're asking him questions and stuff. And all of a sudden, a walkie-talkie starts talking, and it says that it's a female voice, and it says they have Carol and Maggie. And this is big moment where they're like, "All right, well, let's trade." And then they're like, "All right, we're listening." And it kind of ends there. And I was like, oh, they're not going to show Negan again. <laughs> like, you assholes. God. They were just toying with us at this point. And I guess to summarize this episode, I like that they didn't stick too close to the comic. But I like that they're still in the same realm of, of the comic. They're still sticking to the same theme. I don't know. They're sticking with the Negan thing. They're very slow to introduce him. I like that. I hope they caught you off guard with it. I hope they do it in an epic way where he's really revealed and not just kind of forced into a scene. Half like, I really hope when they get back to Alexandria 
Like whenever they deal with this situation, I hope they don't introduce him during the situation with the people on the walkie-talkie. I hope they introduce him, they get back to Alexandria, and they're like, finally, we're back home. And then they realize Negan's there and already fucked him up, like fucked up Alexandria. Like the the walls are crashed. I think it still happens in the comics. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, shit's fucked up right now. This is not good. I hope it's something like that where it's more impactful and not just kind of thrown into, like like I said, halfway through a scene. And kind of boring to me. Anyway, uh, good, great episode. I love this episode. I love what they did with it. I, I'm glad they... It was like a weird Steven Seagal movie for like 20 minutes when they're walking through stabbing people. I felt like he, you know, uh, felt like a mo- like one of his movies where he's, you know, snuck, snuck aboard the train and he's walking cabin to cabin and stabbing the terrorists. Like some, like under siege where he's in the submarine or something. And like, or under siege 2 where he's on the train. Like some shit like that. It felt reminiscent of that. But in a good way. I'm gonna say it's the only time Steven Seagal in a good way. It's a very, very two different ideas there. Anyway, um, guys, check out AmericanShow.com. It's much funnier than this show. This show, I just kind of talk, and then hopefully it's funny. Sometimes it's not. Most times it's not. But this show, Americant, I actually write. I I produce. I direct. I write. Like I said, I perform it. It's a 15-minute comedy show. It's all video. It's on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Lloyd Wonderland. Or just go to AmericanShow.com. Click on American. It's all right there. You'll see all the episodes. There's four right now. Fun episodes. Little skits. Little... I talked to the camera. Green screen. Uh, and this last episode, did like an election thing where I kind of made fun of both sides. And it's, it was a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun show. So you guys should check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm going to make more... Uh, last episode of this show, I revealed what the topic for episode five is going to be. It's going to be traffic. Uh, we'll 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 see how that goes. I, I just finished writing it. It's going to be it should be good. Anyway, guys, um, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. Go to loiteringwonderland.com. If you have any questions or anything, send it to loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. Just go to the goddamn website. It's all there. It explains everything. So, guys, until next time. And in the meantime. I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.